Is Maryland still the favorite for Derek Queen? You are a Locked On Turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked on Terps, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Dare Queen situation has gotten awfully sketch for Maryland basketball fans. So I decided to talk about Dare Queen today. A big part of it is because Maryland basketball recruiting has been pretty much non-existent for the 2024 class. Well, it is non-existent. We don't have a single commitment in the 2024 class. And I also know that a lot of people were looking for updates on this Derek Queen situation. But it was also his birthday, so that actually reminded me to let me talk about this situation because I think it's extremely important for all of Maryland athletics, for all of Maryland Terrapin fans, football, basketball. Obviously, he doesn't play football, but it has a big impact on Maryland fans and the Maryland community overall landing these type of recruits. Usually, everybody hears about it and everybody gets really excited about this type of thing and being favored for a guy like Derek Queen, who, of course, we all know, five-star from this area, from the DMV area, if you consider Baltimore part of the DMV. I know a lot of people don't, but if you consider Baltimore part of the DMV area, he is from technically the DMV. He is currently at Mount Verde, which is one of the top basketball schools in the country in terms of high schools. Well, it is the top basketball school in the country. They're the number one team in the country. They're loaded. I've seen so many videos on this team. Literally, it seems like everybody and their whole entire team has Division One offers, it feels like. But their whole starting lineup is filled with like five stars and kids with Division One offers. And of course, they have their queen, who's a top 15, top 20 player in the country by all the recruiting websites. And one of the top uncommitted players on the board and somebody that everybody wants. But Mount Verde also has Cooper Flag. So when you're watching Derek Queen, you get a chance to watch Cooper Flag, who's the number one kid in the class, which I know most of you guys know, who's headed off to Duke, who's a crazy talent. So when you watch that team, you get to watch a ton of different players. They also have a really good Indiana commit that we're going to be playing every year. So they have so many different guys at Mount Verde. And I love that he comes from Mount Verde because those guys are all over the NBA, whether it's Cade Cunningham, whether it's Scotty Barnes, whether it's D'Angelo Russell, there's so many NBA players that attended Mount Verde. They seem to get just a different type of competitiveness, a different type of basketball IQ coming from that school. Because if you think about it, day in and day out, they go against the best players. They go against top kids every day. So their queen is matching up against Cooper Flag and practicing with Cooper Flag and other really high-end Division One commits where you might go to another school where, okay, there might be one or two other kids who are going to college, but most of those kids aren't going to play college basketball that you're passing against every day. You're going to get that main work from AAU ball, but he's getting main work from AAU ball and also at Mount Ver because of the level of competition. So I love being able to recruit a kid from Mount 
Verd overall. But I have to say, I don't have a good feeling about this Dare Queen situation now. It has taken a while for Dare Queen to decide when at first it seemed like he would make a decision a decision a month or two ago. It seemed like Maryland was the choice. It seemed like he was going to stay home. It seemed like that's what everybody forecasted him to do and all the recruiting websites. That's what they thought. But Dare Queen decided to take his time, which there's nothing wrong with that. As a recruit, take your time. It's probably better that way to decide exactly what you want overall in a school, in a program, whether Maryland was the best fit for him or whether it's Kansas or Indiana or Houston. That was what his top schools consisted of when he released his top four schools. It was Maryland. It was Kansas. It was Houston. It was Indiana. So overall, it's kind of an, in an interesting place, but to me, it's gotten a lot more sketch for Maryland fans because time means one thing. If he's heavily projected to go to a school and everyone had him going to Maryland and it seemed like a lot and there were stories that Mount Verde out in Florida, of course, that's where Mount Verde is. It's in Florida that he wanted to come back home and be closer to home, the family that he missed being home. And I don't even know if that's true. That's just what I heard about different reports. And there was reports that Maryland was a school and that Kevin Willard has been recruiting really hard over there at Maryland. But overall, when he takes time and more time away, you start to say, hmm, is he thinking about other schools? Obviously, is Maryland really still the favorite? Is Maryland where he wants to be? You don't really know overall in this situation because it just feels like when a guy takes time and a recruit takes more time, it's because they have no idea what they want to do. They don't know if they want to go to Maryland or if they want to go to Kansas, and they're taking more time to make that decision, which makes sense and is perfectly okay. But I just think at this moment, if it was Maryland or the field, I would take the field right now, and a month ago, I would have taken Maryland. So it seems like the situation's a lot more sketch. Everyone still hasn't projected to go to Maryland. Whatever website you look at, 247, on three, Rivals, they all still have him crystal balled to Maryland, which is good news. But to me, with how our season has gone and with some of the struggles he might have seen from the Maryland Terrapins, we struggle. We have struggled this year at times. I know we picked it up. We just got that big win over UCLA. But Maryland has struggled to score at times this year, to utilize different players. And he might be looking at us and saying, hmm, okay, Maryland's done a really good job of developing Julian Reese. And Julian Reese had that statement about Coach Willard and everything. and they. They have done some good things, but is this the best fit? Or could I go over to Kansas where they've had a track record of developing many different players under Bill Self? He's one of the best college basketball coaches of all time. Okay, it might be harder to get on the field, but maybe it's a better place overall for me to go to, maybe, or get on the court, excuse me. Maybe it's a better opportunity at the end of the day to go to a school like Kansas, or maybe even an up-and-coming program like Indiana, where I thought they've done some amazing things in recruiting. Yeah, Indiana's been good, but I think they've done some top-notch recruiting over the last couple of years, and they're going to be definitely a stellar team in the Big Ten. Or maybe Houston, they've had a track record. They just had a power forward, and Jairus Walker, who's actually from the DMV area, just like their queen, go to the NBA. So 
overall, do I look at Maryland as his best option? I don't know. Besides the point of him staying home, and I'm trying to go through what he's kind of thinking. Besides him saying, like, let me stay home, Maryland doesn't have as good of a track record as a Kansas. They're not as good of a team as a Kansas. They're not, we're not as good. We got blown out by Indiana. We couldn't score the ball against Indiana. So is he going to choose Maryland? It just seems a lot more sketch to me now that he's taken more time overall. But of course, I said today is his birthday. And the interesting thing about it, you know, we like the different social media posts and players saying this and that. It was a big part of the Jordan Seaton situation. You got to read in the social media and what people are saying and Rakeem Jarrett commenting on Jordan Seaton's Instagram live. And obviously Derek Queen and Jordan Seaton are kind of similar. Both five-star players, both were around the 15th ranked player in their class, both Bigger guys, big man, offensive line, power forward type of guys. So both bigger guys. But Derek Queen obviously doesn't say nearly as much as what Jordan Seen says online. But an interesting thing is Deshaun Harris-Smith did post today, happy birthday to my future teammate, Derek Queen. So Deshaun Harris-Smith knows what he's doing. Deshaun is recruiting Derek Queen clearly over to the Terps. And I'm sure the players are constantly in touch with him. But I know he has guys, boys up at Indiana that that he loves, that, that he's played with before. So it's not going to be easy to pull him. And it's gotten really sketched in my opinion. And I don't know. I wouldn't pick us right now. I would pick the field over us. I think he has a better chance of going somewhere else at this point. But I do. Maryland's definitely in it. If there's one school you have to pick, it's still us. But it's still hard to say with the situation, but he fits in perfectly with what we need now. With Julian Reese, are really uh, is really the only big-time impact big we have right now in terms of posting up and be able to do that stuff and scoring down low. And he's a junior, and who knows what he does next year, but we really could use Derek Queen next year. We went heavy on guards and kind of wing types with Jameer – or not, excuse me, Jameer Young was already there, of course, but with um, Deshaun Harris-Smith – and Jamie Kaiser and Jonathan Lamothe already in last year's class. And we didn't bring, or we did bring in a big and, and Braden, but he's not going to play. He's not going to play this year. And we were unsure of what his ceiling looks like overall, but Derek Queen is the perfect type of fit with having a heavy guard kind of wing class last year and now needing a big time forward or five star like Derek Queen now coming right away. Even if Julian Reese is still here, it'll be Julian Reese and Derek Queen down low if Derek Queen commits to the Terps. So overall, happy birthday, Derek Queen. But please deliver Maryland a present and don't make this situation sketch. And please say that what I'm saying is not true, that you're just taking more time. But it was always Maryland. But let's talk about Maryland's QBs going into this Music City Bowl that is happening. It's coming up on the Maryland versus Auburn Bowl game. How these two players' futures can be decided during this game, I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. 
As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 at bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy, easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Maryland quarterbacks, Billy Edwards and Cameron Edge, future could be decided by how they play in this bowl game against Auburn. Let me explain. Obviously, their whole entire football future isn't decided by this game exactly, but I think a huge chunk of their future and what their future plans are and how they impact the Maryland future plans and what Coach Loxley wants to do at the quarterback position, it's going to be a huge determinant by how they play in this game with how the Maryland plans shape up and how their own plans shape up and and how they're going to do in college football and what their next steps are and how it influences their goals overall. It's no secret now Talia has opted out of the bowl game, which was big news for Terp fans. But even if he did play, I think both of these guys would actually have an opportunity to play. Coach Loxley preaches that he likes the bowl games. He treats it as a preseason game for next year. So Billy Edwards and Cameron Edge were probably going to get some time in this bowl game. It would have been a lot more limited with Talia in there, but I still think they both would have seen a couple of series. I would say Talia would probably take about half the series, and then maybe Billy and Cam would get a quarter each, maybe one or two series each, maybe three. I don't know exactly how they would have split it up. We don't really have to worry about it because Talia is not playing. So right now, Billy Edwards does seem like kind of the QB one in this situation. And Edwards has gotten some opportunities over the past couple of years. This year, Talia was more healthy, so he didn't make a start. But we did play him in the run game. He's really good in the rushing attack game. That's what Billy Edwards brings that Talia didn't in terms of like tush push, QB sneak. I know you guys all see the Eagles do that, and it's undefeated. He's kind of got that Jalen Hurts in him. Strong lower body, strong guy, can run the ball. He's These are really good athletes, really good traits at the quarterback position. He's probably more talented than Talia in terms of his arm, in terms of his legs and what he kind of brings. I don't want to call him a Josh Allen. He's not near that. So don't don't say that I'm saying he's Josh Allen. But he has some of those type of tools in terms of how big he is. And he has a strong arm. He does. But he has to work on the accuracy. He has to work on reading the defenses and throwing the ball, all that type of stuff with quarterbacks he has to work on overall. But he did have three touchdowns against Michigan. I know you guys all remember that on the sneaks. And he had six t- rushing touchdowns on the year, so we did use him in the rush game a lot. But he did make a couple starts last year, and they weren't bad at all. So it's interesting that we brought in MJ Morris, which I'll get to in a second. but. His starts weren't bad at all last year, not this year. Last year when he made starts, when Talia went out, the Terps played a little bit of a different style. It was less of the air attack, but Edwards went 28 of 46 on the entire year with a 60% completion percentage, which you definitely want to see up a little bit, but he had three touchdowns, no interceptions, and 308 yards. 
And so he definitely didn't play bad. He liked to no interceptions. He hasn't shown that he's going to turn over the ball a ton. He did have an interception this year in a game that he got in, but we really have still haven't seen a lot. So this game's going to be a huge indicator how much he's gotten better, I think, and how Coach Loxley has developed him and if we can play the kind of style that he wants to play because it's a different style than what Talia plays when we're just throwing the ball all over the place. It's a different style. It's more of a running attack. So it'll be interesting to see what Billy Edwards does. And then Cameron Edge, of course. Cameron Edge hasn't really played at all. He went two for three against Towson. That's his only throw so far. Redshirted his freshman year. So technically he's a redshirt freshman right now, but they both have had limited opportunities because of Talia. So this bull game could have a huge impact on these two quarterbacks in the future. They haven't gotten to show what they are because what, like I said a second ago, because of Talia, Billy Edwards, Cameron Edge, both show has shown me things in the past that say one of these guys can be the starter next year. And I know, I know, I know you guys are going to be, what about MJ Morris? I'm just talking about kind of before the MJ Morris thing. Both of these guys show me things that could show that they could be a starter. Billy Edwards, what he can do with his legs and how that opens up different things. Teams win like that. Teams are able to control the clock, play good defense. Teams win with guys like Billy Edwards. And if he can improve the throwing ability to a pretty good amount, then you're looking at a really a pretty special talent in Billy Edwards. But that's a big question mark. And then Cameron Edwards been in it in the spring game. He was one, I think, in the spring game, he might have been the most impressive player to me. He was dropping some dimes, some big-time throws, and he reminds me a lot more of Talia, but a little bit of a bigger version. He's closer to Talia. Billy Edwards is closer to that kind of running-style quarterback, but he definitely can throw the ball. So it's kind of interesting that we brought in MJ Morse. So let's get into MJ Morse. So MJ Morse, of course, we got him out the portal from NC State. A really, really talented player. He's not complete. He's not completely polished. He hasn't he hasn't done anything crazy to say like this guy is definitely a starter, but he's done some really good things at NC State over the past two years that he's been there. And he has three years of eligibility. So this isn't like a case of, oh, he it's a one-year type of rental thing. It's not. He has three years of eligibility. That's why I say this game is a chance for both Cameron Edge and Billy Edwards to say, hold on, hold on. We brought in this kid, MJ Morris, and I'm sure this guy is going to be a really good player or whatever, but I deserve a chance to compete for the starting job, and I deserve a chance to be a starter. This bull game is a very small sample size of that, but if they put something really good on film against an Auburn team, let me remind you, SEC. Really solid team. Of course, they have opt-outs, but they have some guys that are going to be playing that are really solid recruits, really overall good players that are SEC caliber type of players, and they're building something over there at Auburn. So they, Billy Edwards and Cameron Edge, have a chance to put something together on film that's really special to say. Hold off on this MJ Morris thing. Hold your phone. We brought in this guy, but you think I'm just handing over the keys to the car? think I'm handing over to the keys to the car that easily to this guy? No. This could be my car. Tilly is gone now. I'm not going to miss my chance. They have an opportunity to do that. And for Coach Loxley to have to sit back in his seat and say, 
hmm, maybe this Cam Edge guy can be the starter next year. It's going to be – I can almost promise you that it's going to be an open competition next year. It's going to be. Like, I already know what Coach Locks is going to do. It's going to be a competition for the quarterback one role, and it should be. I don't think MJ Morris has done anything as a player to say he's definitely our QB1. He's looked really good at times at NC State, but he hasn't put together a season that's saying, oh, or a game, couple of games that say he's definitely our starter. I don't think he's done that, and he hasn't played a ton of football either. But he's played more football than these two guys have and have made more start than these two guys have, and he's done some special things. And that's kind of why he has the role right now. But it's also chance for – I also talked about I wouldn't be surprised if one of these two guys transfer or both of them enter the transfer portal if they feel like they're not going to win this job. Chance to get on film and say, yeah, other colleges, other schools, come get me. I Look what I did against Auburn in the Music City Bowl. I know it's a small sample size, but I can do some really big things. And Maryland brought in MJ Morrison. I'm going to make them regret it. It's a chance for them to accomplish their personal goals. But also Coach Loxley to come in and say, hold on, wait a minute. We definitely have a competition, and this is going to be a lot closer than we think. So they have a huge opportunity to completely surprise Maryland fans, but also just go out there and win a game against an SEC opponent. But definitely a big opportunity for these two quarterbacks. I'll be interested to see how Coach Loxley breaks down the film or breaks down the playing time overall. Let's continue on this trend of football. Let's talk about two Terps who are going to the Senior Bowl, and it's a big deal for the program. Bo Braid and Delmar Glaze, two of our best players, are headed to the Senior Bowl. If you don't know the Senior Bowl, it's like a showcase for um, college football seniors that are going to get that are going to go to the NFL draft. It's a really big deal. A lot of the fourth, fifth, third round type of players, sixth round, seventh round, guys or guys that are that have been at the Senior Bowl and have competed at the Senior Bowl. One player that sticks out that played in the Senior Bowl was Justin Herbert. And of course, Justin Herbert, even though the Chargers doing terrible this year. And he's out for the season. Of course, we all know Justin Herbert is one of the best talents in the NFL. So plenty of players play in the Senior Bowl. And it can be, it can really affect your draft stock. Because you're going against other guys that are going to be in the NFL. And it's a different type of atmosphere. You're not going to be as comfortable. It's not guys that you've been playing around. You're just kind of jumping and play with different players around the country. And it's kind of a really cool thing to watch. And the scouts Really, it's a really big weekend, or I don't know if it's a weekend, but it's a really big couple of days for NFL scouts to find diamond in the rust, to find really top players. So Delmar Glaze and Bo Braid are both going to the Senior Bowl, and it's a big deal for the program. One, you always have to piggyback on recruiting because at the end of the day, college kids, high school kids, grade school kids, everyone dreams about going to the NFL. And once you get to this college level, it's really what just about every kid wants. If you ask any kid, any guy that's playing college football, whether it's the third string quarterback at Rice or the star player for Alabama, everyone thinks they have a chance to make it to the NFL. And there's been different stories, whether it's Brock Purdy, last pick of the draft, or an undrafted guy that comes into the NFL that makes an impact. So, Realistically, does everyone have a chance? No. 
But you just hear of different things, different stories where it makes everybody feel like they have a shot and everybody has a dream to play in the NFL. That's what makes college football really special. You're trying to put your best foot forward to do that. And so for recruiting, it's a big deal when you say, yeah, Bo Braid and Delmar Gillies are going to the Senior Bowl, which is a big deal, and they're going to get drafted after. It's a big deal to show that you've put players in the NFL, just like last year's big deal that Deontay Banks is playing really well in the NFL at corner. I think that's a reason why Braden Lee flipped. He saw a guy like Deontay Banks and said, oh, they developed him. Oh, they made him a first-round pick. Oh, he's having a really good season. Oh, that's where I want to be. I want to be in that type of development. So that's why I think it's a really big deal for the program overall it's a really big deal for them but they're also both playing in the bowl game so i think it speaks to what we kind of are i know we have some opt-outs lee's opting out we definitely have some opt-outs but that two guys that are going to the nfl a third team all big 10 player in delmar glaze at the tackle position that a lot of play, a lot of teams are going to scout really heavy because everyone wants depth on the offensive line solid depth on the offensive line it's really a big deal that they're playing in this type of game because they don't have to. Bo Bray just got projected to be a second-round pick by an NFL draft network. So these guys don't have to play in the bowl game. I mean, I definitely can help their draft status, but you're putting a lot up for risk. But it speaks to what they feel about the Maryland program and what it's done for them, I think, because playing in a bowl game isn't for everyone, as we see. But that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.